Hey everybody, and welcome back to Death by Stereo for our January movie night episode. I'm TJ. Brent. RJ. Alright, well we're going to kick it off the same way we always do with our world famous segment, This Year in Horror. Um, you're not going to have to look too long for the year we picked this time. We're actually going to go with 2019. Uh, two of the movies we're going to talk about this episode actually came out this year, so it was a pretty easy choice for all of us. Yeah, and we didn't do a like a top ten or a recap of the year this this time, so we thought this might be a good idea to kind of go over the past year in horror and like talk about what we saw and what we liked. Yep, kind of two birds one stone. Um, yeah, I didn't. I've watched a shitload of horror movies this year, but not necessarily 2019 releases. So I couldn't, in all good conscience, give a top ten that I feel like wouldn't really be worthy of a top ten that I would actually pick. So. Um, we're just going to kind of do an abbreviated version of this, kind of make it easy. So, um, so going right down the list, there's one I have not seen already. I know TJ, you've talked, you've seen a midsummer. If you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's a really, like, it's not going to be for everybody. It's kind of like hereditary. That wasn't for everybody. Um, and it's the same director if that tells you anything, but it was like in my top 10 movies of all last year. Um, but it's, it's like really like pretty and like well-made. Um, if you're into like cult horror movies, then you may be more inclined to like it. It's definitely one I want to watch, especially being on the, the side of the fence that I liked Hereditary. And so I feel like I may be more inclined to like this, you know, who knows? I, I actually liked it. I liked it better than Hereditary. Did you? Okay. Well, then that actually gives me good hope. Cause I, I mean, Hereditary was like really depressing. Like I remember telling you that yeah. like halfway through, I was like, I don't know if like I'll ever watch this again because I feel really depressed. Like it's dark. They're both heavy movies, so it's not like something that you'll just like want to just rewatch anytime. But yeah. it's definitely worth one watch. Yeah, no, it's it's one that I definitely. Um, I mean, if you buy it or if I see it, I have you know, it. You do. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Easy, easy enough. I have to add it to my list here. Um, next one down the list is It Chapter Two. Uh, we actually all went to the theaters and saw this together. Um, I'll start. I I really liked it. Um, I mean, we, I think we all here kind of consider the It franchise one movie, just one giant movie. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Uh, the only thing I will say is part two was a little too long for me. Um, and I, I don't say that about movies very often. I have pretty good patience, but I was toward the end. I was starting to be like, all right, let's, let's kind of wrap this well, up. There was, it was a bit long. There was six of us there. Three of them were non-horror fans. The three of us obviously were, but we were all on the, on the I same mean, page on that, Rachel's though. Rachel's in horror probably more than other two. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. It was just... Uh, it, 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 it was a bit too long. I can't even imagine... Do you Have you bought it? On, yeah, I have it. <laughs> have you watched like the extended version? Is there one at all? Really I don't anything? watch it yet, but okay. I, I, I'm not going to own the first one and not the second that's one. True. Like, I feel like I need to complete it. I can't imagine how long it would be, because it was every bit of <clears throat> two and a half hours. I can't imagine. I want to watch it both together. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be a, like, it'd be a nice be a city, marathon, but... yeah. It seemed like there were several, several parts of it where it would be like a deleted scene, like the little girl under the bleachers. Yeah. That was, I forgot about yeah. that. that. was good. I mean, they, they were, don't get me wrong, they were good quality scenes that really, you know, were Dude, scary scenes, that... but they just didn't add to the Yeah, but line. you had to have, like, you had to give a good body count with him. Like, yeah. that was my only complaint, is I wish he would kill more people. My main thing that annoyed me, but I feel like weird saying it, because I don't want to sound like a broken record, because a lot of people are saying it, but it did bug me when they had some of the, the flashback scenes and like the kids they use like cgi on their faces to make them look younger but the reason why it bugs me is not because they use cgi as much as that 
Come on, you had those kids on set, like, making the first one. Why couldn't you have just filmed their scenes then instead of trying to make them look younger yeah. later on? Like, it just seems like that part was poorly planned, but... Either lazy or poorly planned, for sure. Um, if you've listened to this long enough and have been with us the whole time, you should remember that my favorite movie and favorite horror movie is The Lost Boys, and there's a little bit of a kind of an homage to that in this. Uh, if you yeah. haven't seen it yet, that, like, really warmed my heart and... I don't know. That was like very special to me. I mean, of all the '80s horror movies they could have picked, they picked that it's one. It's funny because in another 2019 movie, Us, there's an homage to. You'll see it eventually. The Lost but, Boys. Yeah. I'm telling you, I don't know. Part of me, part of me doesn't like it because part of me is like, I don't want like I don't want all these like new people like globbing onto it. But at the same time, you know, I love it. I do want people to enjoy it. Um, what we do in the shadows has a like a nice little like ode to it which i like i know what you mean it's like you want people to like the stuff you like but it's weird when it all of a sudden gets popular and it's like trendy and then you're like i've always liked it exactly (laughs) like that it irritates me because like like just a quick story like in high school um like i love rap music and like three six mafia was like always like underground popular and then they put out stay fly and they won an academy award or whatever and then like all these teenage girls are like oh three six mafia i'm like Name one other song besides fucking Stay Fly. Yeah. Like, you can't. Like It's the same thing that happened with Black Christmas, though. Like, yeah. that remake came out, and then everybody all of a sudden was like, oh, I love the original, but this one... Sh-. And I'm like... Yeah. I feel like no, I never hear people talk about Black Christmas, and then all of a sudden, I now know. everybody's a huge fan. And I like, try to get several people to go see that with me, and they, don't, they, don't, they wouldn't well, do it. the new one was... T- I wouldn't recommend it. It didn't look good at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to trash it, but I'm like, I didn't think it was really it good. Have you guys heard any anybody talk about The Grudge? Uh, I've heard nothing but bad things. I was going to say, yeah, like, I've heard... I've heard that people say, like, if you look up it online, it's... They say it's a bad movie, but it was a, it was still a good scary movie, which doesn't make sense to me. Well, maybe the storyline like, is shit, but it just scares yeah, me. Yeah, that like, makes sense to me, yeah. Stuff. Maybe they oh. meant, like, they got scared during it, but it's not a good story yeah. or something. Well, I, and we had talked about this off-air, but I, I really liked the first two um, American Grudge movies... But my taste has changed and is more refined now than it was back in the early 2000s. I need to rewatch those because I might I might think they're shit now. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to go see this, but I don't was, expect to like it. Was it was unique on how the director. I don't know. I like him. I, I you know it's it's unique on how he because it's it's an up down up down up down movie. It's not like you know a roller coaster. It's not a build up. Yeah. This is really random, but I can't wait for you to watch us because I want you to see that Lost Boys homage. Like, it's a small thing, but I just yeah. I want... Don't tell me about it because I want I, I want to try and pick it out. But I'm just like and... it, when I saw it, I was even excited. But okay. I'm like, you're gonna get. <laughs> All right, I definitely should get it then. I hope otherwise. It's like I... better than like a poster in the background. Nice, that's awesome. Um, so all right, moving on. Um, scary stories to tell in the dark. I was really really excited about this because I own uh, the first two of the three books. Read them as a kid, loved them, and when I heard that they were making a movie out of this, I was really excited because, you know, it just seemed like it'd be kind of really easy to do, kind of in a way, like make a, like anthology series, and I was excited to see some of the stories, you know, from my childhood in the book come to life. Um, I was a little bit let down, I gotta say. I guess it was it was harder to do than I would have thought, maybe. Um, it was okay. It wasn't bad by any means, but it definitely... I don't know. It didn't excite me like I thought it would. Um, I wanted to see it, but I never... I wanted to see it. I just never got around to it. Yeah. 
Did you see it, TJ? Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I also read the books when I was a kid, and, like, that. I used to go to the library, and, like, there was, like, one other guy who I actually ended up being friends with later on in high school, and, like, it was always, like, either his name or my name had it, like, checked out or whatever, <laughs> and, like, we used to always... I remember part... Volume 3 is the one I, like, always had, though. See, I, I didn't read that one until around when this came out. Um, I, I will say, I think my expectations were just too high on it. I, I liked it. Um, you know, we went and saw it in theaters, and... Uh, it wasn't bad. It's just I think my expectations were were way too high on it. Yeah. So some it, people were like annoyed because it was like PG thirteen and kind of like a childish one. But I'm like, the books are for kids. Yeah. So I'm not, I wasn't surprised by that. Personally, and that didn't but. bother me. And the story wasn't terrible. It just I think it would have played better as an anthology like VHS uh, or something instead of trying to make like a one succinct movie kind of thing. Like that's just my personal opinion. But mm-hmm. it, it wasn't bad. I mean, you know, I, I think it'd be a good introduction to horror for like younger kids you know what i mean because it wasn't really that scary and it'd just be kind of a good way for them to mm-hmm. kind of get their their toes dipped in but one of them on the uh, list was uh, the pet cemetery remake which i really enjoyed um tj you said you had seen it right yeah i but i was the opposite i was disappointed by it and i didn't I, see it so. the one thing i really liked that they did differently was the um was the younger they they made it was originally a little boy and they made they turned into a little girl but um, they were the, it was like the first it was the um, the first child that dies, and in this one it really seemed like they really like in the first one I don't think it gives it enough credit like you know you don't really see the kid actually dead so much, but in this one like he's trying to he's trying to almost like just bring her back and just like have everything be normal like there's this one scene where he is giving her a bath. And he's brushing her hair. And, like, as he's brushing her hair, her hair parts. And you can see the staples where they, like, split her skull during the autopsy. So, I, I don't know. There was there was different. There was a lot of different things that they did that I liked. It's one I wanted to see. I just kind of slacked seeing horror movies in theaters this year. So I might be able to rent it. Yeah, once it comes out. It is out. Well, I mean, like, once it's like... I'm lazy enough. It's like Netflix or like Amazon uh, or something. Like once it like pops on you there, you don't like, rent it. I can't even remember like, who I wouldn't seen it with. Um, yeah, and I, I I saw the original Pet Cemetery when I was younger. I, I barely remember it. I it'd be like a fresh watch for me at this point. I like the original one a lot. I need to watch it again, but I almost bought it. It was at Target for like five dollars, and I almost bought it, but I didn't. Um, uh, ready or not, we'll talk about that later. So stay tuned. Why? Don't worry, you'll have to find out. You you have to wake up from your slumber and find out. We'll, we'll tell you about how it ended. Um, Annabelle Comes Home. I have not seen any of the Annabelle movies, so I have no expertise on that at all. That was a, I thought that one was a nice surprise. Like, was that the third one? Yeah, it's the okay. third one, but like it was, in my opinion, it's the best one. Okay, interesting. Um, the Child's Play remake. RJ, take that away, because I, again, have not seen it. I personally did not like it. Okay. Um... Again, just like Pet Cemetery, they try to come at it from a different angle, but I don't know. Just in the very beginning, I just didn't, you know, right when it started off, I didn't like it because there's, there's a disgruntled employee that tampers with the stuff and makes it all evil, and it's just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't personally like it, which I do think is funny though because that's the original story that they come up with. The original Child's Play is it's like a joke, like somebody screwed with the. Uh, the voice box to make him say different things, you know. But uh, I personally, it just wasn't my thing. TJ, you saw it too, didn't you? Yeah, I, I agree, though. I just thought it was... I mean, I didn't hate it, but it was just okay. Like, 
I don't, I don't even know why they, like, called it Child's Play and made it, like, if they would have done its own thing without calling it Child's Play and without making it Chucky, like, I might have actually enjoyed it, but people say, oh, don't compare them, but it's like, you kind of have to because they use the Child's Play name and they still call him Chucky, but the design for Chucky is so bad. Like, And I, he's almost like a machine that's, like, doesn't know right or wrong and it's just... Like, malfunctioning, kind of? Yeah. Okay. Would you agree? Um... Yeah, it's it's not a possessed doll anymore. It's like, basically, like like he said, like the the disgruntled employee like changed his like programming, programming and like that part's not even like the part that bugs me the most. It's just like he looks so stupid in my opinion. Yeah, and, like, I wish they wouldn't even have like called the kid Andy and like um and made the doll Chucky. Like they just would have made like the same story with its own movie. Like. I just don't know why they couldn't have done that. Like, everyone, why is it so wrong to make an original idea? Like, my theory, and again, I'm not coming from someone who hasn't seen it, but I think it's a similar situation with Troll 2, where I think they basically picked this title because they figured if we put Child's Play on it, people will see it regardless. Whether they yeah. think it's good or not, they'll see it because of the name. Just like the Black Christmas remake. Exactly. I think they, they, they didn't want to make their own original story. And use their own name because then people may not see it. Whereas this, even if it gets crap reviews, people that like that franchise will go see it anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been looking at, like, I've been listening to and watching people's, like, top tens. And people are putting that in it. And I'm like, I just feel like people hopped on this bandwagon and they're all like, oh, it's so great. And I'm like, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Like, yeah. I don't see why people think it's so great. But it, it's it's their I, opinion. I, I do want to watch it, but it's, it's not one I have high expectations for. Um, it's like it's just middle of the line to yeah me. and that's kind of what i expected but uh here's one we actually all saw together at horror Helms, cincinnati last year the hole in the ground oh yeah we did. would you guys uh is this is an a24 release i liked it um i i didn't love it right um i don't remember what i think we talked about our ratings after um uh, after we saw it, I don't remember what I would have given it. Probably yeah. like a three, I think. It's kind of forgettable. Yeah. Like I, remember... I was just about to say, I can't remember too much about it, but I remember yeah. the, the base plot line. Yeah. I remember him going into the woods and there was that big like big hole, hole and then there was like creatures in there. But Well, I did like the fact that he was, spoilers if you haven't seen it, but that there were actually creatures down there and they were essentially like, like, like not cloning, but like um, transforming almost, like stealing, you know, like the image of somebody and then going out into the world and trying to kind of like repopulate almost like body snatching kind of. So, I mean, I did, it was one of those movies where like, is the mom crazy? You know, is this kid actually possessed or whatever? So I liked that. I just, I don't know. I think I had higher expectations for it and I, I didn't love it. I mean, it's something it's on it prime right now. So I've thought about rewatching it. I need to rewatch it again just to give it a really good viewing, but I mean, I liked it. It's just, mm-hmm. I, I didn't love it. Um, it, it wasn't even the best that we saw at Horror Hound last year, because no, I liked no. Soul to Keep. Though. Yeah, Soul to Keep was way better, which, I mean, that, I don't even know if, I guess, if, would that be 2019? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that may I not mean, be that was here, still, but... when we saw it, it was 2019, and they they didn't release it, like, yeah. before that. Yeah, know. good point. Uh, Crawl is one that you saw, TJ, that I really want to watch. I you know, people it. are sleeping on that one. They're like, oh, how ridiculous, like an al- a killer crocodile or killer alligator. But it, it's actually a solid movie. Like, yeah. it's really good. Like, it has a good, like, storyline, good characters. Like, the the effects are really cool. Like, Is well, it like another Lake cool. Placid? No, it's, see, that's the thing. Like, Lake Placid is kind of a silly one, I think. But, like, that one was actually really good. Like, Crawl. Um, I, 
I mean, when you actually like see actual reviews for it, they're good reviews. I just think that yeah. not very many people are watching it. Well, I like I mean, a good killer animal movie. Like I feel like we don't we haven't had a lot of those recently, so I'm definitely all for that. So it's one I definitely want to borrow from you. Yeah, it's cool. Yep. Uh, the Curse of La Llorona is actually one that I saw in theaters. Uh, I got free tickets to see it, which is probably the only way I would have went and saw it in theaters. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't bad. I, it, it was everything. It was what I expected. It was a big budget Hollywood movie in the Conjuring universe, and it had typical jump scares where I would expect them, and it, it was full CGI, which I, I brought it down in my opinion. Um they could have made her very scary had they not used CGI, I think, because like the makeup when they did it on her was freaky, but it was just too few and far between. Yeah, I I thought the I think the lore of it is cool. Yeah. But it's just like it was so formulaic that exactly. like it's to me yes. when a movie when a horror movie is so formulaic, I'm bored because I'm like oh I know exactly you how you know this, the paces of it. You know how it's gonna happen. Yep. You know the jump scares. You're just like okay, yeah. this is it's kind of like laughable sometimes. That was the word I was looking for. Is formulaic. That's perfect. Yeah, but the lore. But I do think the lore is cool, and like I'd love to see another movie made about oh the, yeah the, what's her name is that her name lila rona uh yeah. i forget her actually that's what they call her but um, still like that part's cool like when they were when they would show the, the history parts the flashbacks freaky. those were cool yeah. but then when they would do like the other stuff i'm like okay this is stupid what does that mean in spanish i don't know um lies the some the bride maybe is it the bride i think it is the bride or like the <clears throat> that or the weeping woman i'll look it i think up it's really the weeping quick. woman let me look it, it up is. really quick uh, while he's looking it up, so essentially, if you don't know the the legend of La Llorona, essentially she is she was a mother who she drowned her own children and then she took her own life, and she basically comes back and tries to take other people's children because she's you'll you'll hear her crying and you'll hear her essentially like trying to lure children away and then she wants to drown them and because she kind of thinks they're her own so. Um, so yeah, so it was it, it wasn't bad. It was just very formulaic and it was very big budget Hollywood horror, which isn't always bad. I just I don't know. It was kind of kind of light. Yeah, Brent opinion. was right by the way. Lyra La, La Llorona or whatever is weeping woman. The weeping woman, which again that that legend is freaky. Like yeah, really thought... freaky. And when they showed her like under the like the highway mm. and by that bridge and she was like back there crying like that's fucking freaky. But right. like they could have done so much with it and made it really good. It just wasn't. There's a part in the new Annabelle movie that has like a creepy part with a bride and I'm like I almost wish they were connected. But... Yeah. Uh mm. well us is on this list and we're we'll, we'll talk about that um you're gonna hear a double feature of get out and us yeah. uh, i was a big alert. fan yeah. but i'm gonna show these guys we're gonna yep. do a spotlight on yep. jordan peele so later this month check it out we'll you'll hear about our thoughts on that um wasn't brightburn like almost like what if superman was bad kind of thing yeah so was that horror yeah was it, it i would say horror. so okay judging by your face i'm thinking it's not good i wasn't a big fan of it personally okay it's just i think it was similar to like uh, like Rona, like it was pretty formulaic, and I kind of like you know you just know what's gonna happen, and which to me is it makes it boring, but yeah. that's just my opinion. I I didn't hear a lot good or bad about it. It's... I feel like it's been split, honestly. Like I hear people who love it, and then there's people who didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, TJ and I off air earlier were talking about the lighthouse with Robert Pattinson and um, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, yeah. Um, you want to give you a couple quick thoughts about that? <laughs> Since you don't want to see no, it. No, really. okay, yeah. Not that great. It's not, I, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 
it apparently hurt his feelings, so he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, Velvet Buzzsaw was actually one with Jake Gyllenhaal that I watched on Netflix. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Essentially, oh, it's, good. <laughs> it's like um, Jake Gyllenhaal is like a really like you know prestigious, ritzy art critic in California, and essentially it's a story of how um, this guy, this like hermit, painted all these paintings, and um, a woman gets a hold of them basically makes a gallery out of it and everybody that gets these paintings ends up like dying a horrible death. So I thought it was original. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I thought it was awesome. Like yeah. it didn't get very many people that liked it, but well, it's kind of cool. Like I like the, like the kind of the message of like, you know how the art was like attacking them and how and, vain like, they are. Yes. And, like, yeah. and like, it was so cool. Well, and, and I think like the, um, the cinematography was cool. And like, I, th- I think partially the problem with it is I don't think Netflix quote unquote Netflix original, movies get a lot of credit because i feel like people discount them because i i I could see people saying well if it was so good why wasn't it in theaters you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but i didn't look at it that way i looked at it as like a nice street so i really enjoyed it it's slow but i like it it was slow i wouldn't i didn't love it but i definitely enjoyed it and it's one i wouldn't mind revisiting at some point jake gyllenhaal's practically my favorite actor so like i'll watch anything that he's in he's pretty he's pretty awesome um the sequel to Zombieland finally in 2019 came out. Zombieland Double Tap. I regrettably have not seen it, which is a common theme of this segment right now. Did you see it? I didn't by choice because oh, wow. I don't really like Zombieland. Okay. Like, I don't know. The still, first one I thought it was just okay. I still have not opened the copy that I got. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll take the reins here. I love Zombieland. Um, I asked you if you wanted to watch it like. You once did. Ago. Well, Gabby and I were going to see the sequel, and we just never oh, did. Okay. Um, but. I really like the first one. Uh, I was a little, I'm a little nervous about the sequel only because it's so long after. But I will say that it's got all the original returning cast, which is pretty rare to do. So I've got high hopes for it. Uh, I'm going to check it out when it comes to VOD here hopefully soon. Um, so stay tuned. If, if I like it, I, you know, I'd be, I don't know. RJ would have to watch the first one first, you know, if I were to ever bring it in the future. But um Anyway, we got another sequel, uh, 47 Meters Down, Uncage, which I don't know who the fuck was asking for the sequel, but they need <laughs> not be taking any notes from them. Again, because... I didn't see it by choice because I didn't like the first one. I didn't either. Like, I, I like shark movies. Me too. And I, uh, it had Mandy Moore in it, who it so I, I like. And I, I fucking hated it. Like, it was so boring. It just, it wasn't good. Like, I... I know a lot of people shit on um, the shallows. Yeah, with Blake Lively, and that's I way like better. The I agree with you; it's way better. And I, I, I wanted to like Forty Seven Meters Down, and I think I get irritated when I want to like a movie and I don't because I'm like trying to give it credit, and I just did not. I didn't enjoy it, so I will be skipping Forty Seven Meters Down on Cage because I'm sure it's shit in my opinion. So, yeah. Um, Escape Room was one that you had mentioned, right? You said yeah. you liked that. It's actually pretty good, yeah. You own that one? No. Okay. Um, I don't even know if I don't know if we're gonna get that one. It's not one that I like loved enough to buy yeah. necessarily, but it's it's like a it's worth a watch. Like I would definitely yeah. rent it. Or... If it's ever streaming, it's one I would keep an eye out for. Um, I mean, it kind of reminds me of almost like kind of Cube, but you know, for this day and age. Yeah, it's it's pretty, like, closely related to Cube. Yeah. Like, I'd say it's more like Cube than it would be Saul. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I assume, just from the trailer and stuff, but... Um, like, I think Cube is actually more like Escape Room than Saul. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen the two Cube sequels, so maybe there is, like, more of, like, an, you know, overlying story that I just haven't, you know, we don't know about. Oh, yet, I haven't but, seen those either, but I need um, to get on that. <laughs> yeah, I, well... I, I, I think They're on one of the streaming services. Are they? I'll have to double check. One of the ones I have on mine. It's probably freaking Shutter. 
No, it's not Shutter. Oh, uh, um, <laughs> well, the, the the two sequels. There's like Cube Zero, and then there's a Cube prequel. They were on Netflix forever ago, and I have this bad habit of adding things to my streaming lists and then not watching them, and they get taken off. It and that happened Hulu, to both dude. of them. Is it? It might be Hulu. Check. I'll have to check Hulu. Okay. I'm trying to like think now. I'm pretty sure it's Hulu. Well, since I've watched Cube recently for this, I wouldn't mind watching the sequels. Just because <laughs> now I'm gonna go good. home, and it's gonna be it Shutter. It is gonna be fucking Shutter. <laughs> I know. Like everything I wanna watch is on Shutter. I'm the only one of us that has that, so... Bastard, he's just hogging it. Uh, isn't In the Tall Grass, isn't that a Netflix movie? It's something. I'm it's either sure it Netflix is. or Shudder. I, I think that's Netflix, so they almost watch it Click on the picture, it'll tell you but... if it's Netflix. Usually it's down at the bottom corner. No. Here, go back. Click the X. Now just, like, do this. Hover? Yeah. Oh, no, it doesn't say. I, I'm pretty sure it's Netflix. I'm confident I'll see that. I haven't watched it. I feel like it's... I don't know. I, I've read the... the synopsis a few times and i just felt like i don't know i was iffy about it so i'm gonna skip that one but uh happy death day to you came out in 2019 i i liked it uh, maybe it's because i'm i don't know i really like the first one and i'm partial to um to tree gebelman i re- i just i love her first off she's smoking hot let's just say that and i just like her character um, the previews of the first one just made me want not want to see it. Like, wait, I you've just, never seen any of them? No. Oh, well, by your reaction, I thought you had seen it and didn't like it. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like the cell phone bars. Like, he didn't see either one and doesn't like them. I like the first one and don't like the second one, and you like both. Yeah, I... The first one is clearly better, um, <laughs> but I, I, it's I like, like the sequel. It's no signal. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> All the way, Verizon signal. I mean, I, I will say it was one that didn't need a sequel, and I... I think it would have been better if it didn't, but I didn't hate this, I, the second one. The re- I mean, I will watch the second one again. Like, um, Rachel liked it, and we bought it because she wanted it. Yeah. So I'll watch it again, like, say if she's watching it or something. But I was hoping more for them to keep going with, like, the slasher aspect of it. And they just, like, went off into left field and did, like, like some kind of sci-fi travel. thing. And yeah. I don't know. And some of the humor was stupid. Like, I hated that part when she was, like jumped out of the airplane and she just like you know she goes into slow motion in front of the camera doing the yeah, fingers and i'm like breaking the fourth wall kind of i was thing. like that was dumb like i don't know i just well the only thing i will say is like i feel like they would have almost ripped off scream had they done the straight i don't care thing. i know i, <laughs> I would have liked it <laughs> i know i i don't know like it's... you know how at the beginning when it's like her uh, her uh boyfriend's asian roommate like how he's getting stalked and yeah. stuff like i was actually excited i'm like that's oh, what cool. i thought it was gonna be i was like he's gonna have to solve his own murder now that's what I, like, I was really excited and then all of a sudden they're like hey we're gonna go to this lab and like i was yeah. just okay you that would have been me. better and that's what i thought too i'm like okay this is gonna be kind of cool i honestly like, would have been fine if they ripped off screen like yeah it would have been a, a solid modern like slasher franchise yeah well one i think we can all say that was very critically acclaimed three from hell came out so you want to talk about that a little bit not really but i didn't think it was as bad as other people did like i don't love it i know it's not that great but like, the first part of the movie was, like, pretty bad, and I was like, oh, God, this is going to be so terrible, but I actually enjoyed the second half. Like, it was more... The second half kind of felt like a like an action movie, but it was fun. Like, I don't know. I'm half and half on it. I'm, I, middle of the line, I would say it's okay. It's not anywhere near as good as the first two, but... Well, I'm starting to realize that the only Rob Zombie movie that I actually really liked was um, Devil's Rejects. All the rest I've seen, I've either only been, like, okay on or didn't like at all, so... I'm starting to not like his style one bit. I I don't think we needed a sequel. I don't think anybody wanted a sequel. So my expectations are rock bottom for this. So I may be pleasantly surprised. It's one I definitely want to watch just just to say I've seen it. Yeah. Um. But I 
I, I had no expectations at all when I went and saw it. Like so. I said, the first, I think the first half of it is so bad, but then like the second half is just fun to yeah. watch because it almost feels like an action movie. Yeah. To me. Um, there's one on on here called Rattlesnake, which I feel like I've heard about that. I feel like somebody mentioned it where, like, a mom and her daughter are out somewhere and they break down, and the daughter gets bit by a rattlesnake, and I feel like the mom yeah. takes her somewhere and like. Essentially makes a pact with the devil to like save her kind of thing. Um, I haven't seen it. I don't know where <laughs> Sounds it's like at. You have. <laughs> no, I just somebody mentioned it. I feel like I read about it. I may have read about it on a list somewhere. Somewhere I've seen it, but Itchy belly. Um, I haven't seen it. So um, there's one called Depraved, which that's actually like it's on Hulu, and I thought about watching that. I haven't. I haven't yet. Um, he doesn't have the time. I just <laughs> other other stuff has he, taken. He is the busiest out of us three. That's true. Other stuff. Gabby uh, had the same reaction when I said that to her. <laughs> other other people kind of took up, you know, other stuff took priority. So Ooh, I like that one. What? The Perfection. Did you uh, see that on no, Netflix? No, that was 2018. No. That's what it says. Well, it's wrong. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it's one of those movies that came out at festivals in 2018, but it, they just put it on Netflix in the 2019. Perfection. Oh, was it good? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Hmm. I I've not seen it. I think you'd like it. It's like. It's kind of like a revenge story, but there's like a bunch of twists to it. Is it rated R? Yeah. Okay. I'll, Do you watch uh, it? I will. I'll, I'll take a screenshot. I think you of that. would like it. Yeah, for sure. I'll give it a shot. And it's on Netflix. Well, if it's on something I have, I'll definitely give it a shot. Um, I think sometimes it's hard because like those the movies that they say the date of the release on online will be like because they'll release movies at festivals sometimes, and then they won't actually release it to theaters or like a streaming service until like a couple years later. Like, yeah. The Invitation, like, that one, I think it says it came out, like, in 2015 or something, but I don't think it was, like, it was, like, a year or two later that it actually showed on, like, Netflix and everything where people could see it. Yeah. Um, Same with The Witch. I feel like that's how The Witch was. Yeah, I, I did hear that about that, that it was done and it came out. Oh, God, like, that was bad. Knife and Heart. Uh, and oh, that was it. a bad one. I couldn't even finish it. <laughs> See, that's one thing, like, it's rare for me to not finish a movie, only because I feel like I've already invested time in it, like, I might as well just do it. Um, is One Cut of the Dead that 2019? Yeah. Okay. That's one I, I hope you bring sometime soon, because I really want to watch it. Just all the hype I've heard on it all of a sudden, like... I'm not going to. I'd rather watch you squirm. You son of a bitch. Uh, did you get Did you get that One of the Dead movie? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Nice. That's what I want to see. I figured too. either if I don't do it for movie night, maybe we can just watch it sometime just for yeah, fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's definitely what I want to see. So, um, I mean, is there anything else you can think of that we may have missed from this this year? Um, Past year, I think we covered all the main ones. Let me look at my list here. I was gonna say, yeah, you you're the, the list maker, so. Uh, list maker. The Prodigy was pretty bad. I didn't like that. That was uh, the one with like yeah. the little possessed boy. I skipped over that on the list because I didn't um, think it looked Ooh, good. I got one. I saw this on Shudder. It was really cool. It's called the I don't know if it's called the Furies or the I think it's the Furies. I'm not gonna say it's the Furries, but the furries. <laughs> um, it I liked it a lot. Like I wanna maybe bring that sometime. The but it's kind of like it's cool. So these girls or these women are kidnapped and they're like put they're like out in the woods and there's these like masked killers after them. But like each of the killers is assigned to one of the women. I think he's talking about this. Yeah. To protect them. Yeah. And nice. if their they're yeah. like woman dies, their head explodes. That's cool. So it's like pretty cool. That sounds um, awesome. So they're trying to kill another girl, but yes. they're protecting... That's, that's they gotta cool. protect theirs and kill huh. the others. That's cool. Um, that one was really cool. Um, there was Ma. That one was okay. It was like just... Eh. 
Yeah. There's the uh, ooh trick. That was a good one that I watched on. Oh Hulu. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll save that, that for later. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doctor Sleep. Ah. That was like on my top of the decade and top of the year list. It's true. This is true. Um, Pilgrim. Ooh, Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. So. Um, that's the movie that I thought Woody Harrelson was in, because it looks like his profile yeah. on Hulu is not. Yeah, so, uh, we don't have that many really good Thanksgiving-themed horror movies. Now we have one, in my opinion. Um, it was called Pilgrim, and a quick rundown, essentially, this family lives in the modern age, and the, mo- the parents don't feel, the mom doesn't feel like, you know, the family's really together anymore, because the dad's all about his work, computer, the daughter's all about her cell phone, you know, blah, 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 so... She hires these um, Thanksgiving reenactors who are essentially pilgrims, and they come stay at the house to help prepare a traditional Thanksgiving, and they end up uh, going a little crazy, and things are a little more real than they thought they'd be. So um, I really liked it. I I don't know how it's been received really out in the community because nobody's really talked about it that much, but... I thought it was very good. Yeah, it was I did fun, too. You know? And it, I liked the irony of it. it was yeah. Just, it was, I liked it a lot. Well, it was fun. Like, it, yeah. it didn't take itself too seriously. Like, it was kind of a horror comedy. Like, not all the way. I would say it is, actually. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Okay. It. I think it was definitely in that realm. I think it knew what it was, and, and like, it was, it was a fun horror comedy. Yeah. Like, it... If you go into it expecting it to be serious, it might be kind of dumb, I think. Yeah. I was surprised at, like, how much I enjoyed it. Like, I, I thought it, it played really well. So, um, that's on Hulu. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's actually a part of a series. Is it? Yeah, it's like, there's a series of, like, they're, they're episodes, but they're, like, short films. Hmm. Well, they're not short films, though, because they're an hour and a half. But, like, it's called, like, I think it's called Into the Dark. Hmm. You, I didn't, I'm surprised you didn't notice that. No, I didn't know that. Because, like, I guess on Hulu they are on there separately they are but yeah. if you actually go to that like series on hulu there's like a bunch of them and they're all holiday themed have you watched any more of them a couple of them but i i've been meaning to go back and watch all of them but i watched a new year's eve one hmm. and um i didn't like that one as well and then there's a, a christmas one that was called like koopa or i forget what it's called now it was like you, you might have seen it on there it's like um a little stuffed animal thing called like koopa or I don't know, but that one was okay. And then there's a bunch though, but huh. really you should check them out. Yeah, I didn't know it was a part of the series. I'll have to go check it out. Yeah, for so sure. they have two seasons, and like every year they do one for each holiday. So they have like a Halloween one, a Thanksgiving one, a Christmas one. That's awesome. And then it goes all the way to Fourth of July, I think. I was hoping it'd be holiday themed because that's yeah. cool. That's awesome because I feel like we complain like there's not enough like holiday horror movies for certain holidays, yeah. and it's like here we go, like that's perfect. So awesome. Um, all right, anybody else think of any? 2019s we may have missed. Oh, it was worth talking about Black Christmas, but that's the only other one I had on my list. Yes, I haven't seen it. I, I've only seen the original. I've never seen the remake or the re-remake. So, um, it, it didn't look good to me. It's not one that I'm going to be dying to really watch. Um, I know it's got Carrie Elwes from Saul in it, and it's got uh, Imogene Poot, who we... She's hot. I like her, but me it's just... Too. I don't blame her for the movie being bad. Like, it's simply like... Here's the thing, Blumhouse announced it in July, and I'm assuming that the ladies who wrote it had, like... So here's the thing, they had a release date, they wanted to push it out at December 13th to get it out on Friday the 13th and the month of Christmas, like... Yeah. They probably didn't give them, like, shit time to write it, so they wrote a really shitty script, and then... But that's the thing, Blumhouse, like, I feel like they just, like, they just want to push out movies so much that they, like, they don't put out quality stuff anymore. I agree with that. Only other one I'll mention real quick, obviously, is, uh... 
little monsters, which we'll talk about that uh, here in a few minutes. So just uh, just wait and hear a review. So um, we don't have any horror in real life uh, this month. It's uh, I guess the real world's calmed down a little bit. So maybe check back next eh. month and see what happened. <laughs> I'm sure me and RJ could talk about some things, but <laughs> yeah, but we'll, um, we'll get into politics. <laughs> have you? What have you guys watched um, recently outside of the podcast? Anything? Anything noteworthy? Um. Well, I was going to talk about that one movie, um, Trick, that I watched. Okay. Yeah. It's on Hulu right now, but Trick. Um, I was actually pleasantly surprised with it. Like, it. It's, I just gave it a shot because you know it seemed, but it seemed like it was really low budget, and it is kind of. But, um, it's pretty cool. So, like, it's got Omar Epps in it, who you know from House. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, the lead uh, FBI guy in the movie. And so, mm-hmm. like, this kid at a party, a high school party, like, ends up murdering, like, a bunch of, of kids at this party. And um, a few of the other kids at the party, like, end up stopping him. And he gets, everyone gets taken to the hospital. And then he starts attacking at the hospital. And it's, like, this big massacre. And then the... Omar Epps character, like the FBI guy, like shoots him out the window at the hospital and he disappears. Hmm. Um, but uh, years go on and they think that like that guy's been dead and stuff, and uh, like the killings start happening again. And um, so it essentially plays out like a slasher movie. And uh, there's a twist to it. I don't want to spoil it or anything, but there's yeah. more to it than just being a slasher movie. Okay. Um, but it's really cool how they film like and choreographed like the kill scenes. Um, he's pretty cool. Like the, the the main like killer, like he hops around and like jumps up and like he's really quick. Okay. Unlike does he do like, like parkour like in the office? Like, kinda, parkour, parkour. I mean, not parkour, but he's like <laughs> he kind of jumps around like that, and it's kind of interesting because the kills are like more creative. It's not like a Jason or a Michael where he's just kind of walking slowly and stuff. Okay. And uh, it's got it's also got Jamie Kennedy in it. He's like a small part as like a doctor and stuff, but. Yes. I don't know. I was just the story itself was actually pretty cool. Like I remember reading um, about an idea that they had for Scream Three, like prior to what they went with. Yeah. And that idea is kind of like implanted in this. It's weird. Okay. So it's almost like this person who made the person who made this actually made um wrote uh, like Jason X and the My Bloody Valentine remake, hmm. which I like the My Bloody Valentine remake a lot. Um. So it's almost like he like took that idea and made an original yeah. horror movie out of it. Interesting. But I don't know. I liked it. Uh, I watched one by your recommendation um, from 2015 called Green Room. Oh, yes, yeah. Which I absolutely fucking loved. Um, so it's essentially about a shitty small-time indie punk band who they get booked for a gig out in this club in the middle of nowhere and they end up finding out that it's like a neo-Nazi club, and they accidentally witness a murder and aren't allowed to leave. And <clears throat> I really, really liked it. Um, it doesn't hurt that I feel like Anton Yelchin... Is it Yelchin or Yelchin? I, don't I, I, I say Yelchin. Okay, Anton Yelchin is... I feel like he's becoming like one of my favorite actors, which sucks ass that he died so young. But I just feel like everything he does, he's just captivating and he's just good. And like I haven't seen him in one thing where he doesn't just steal the show. Um, and I, I, I feel like this was original. I really liked it. Patrick Stewart played a good bad guy. Dude, I know, yeah. I mean, you recommend that you, you, I, I loved it's, it. It's the tension's good in that yeah, movie. Yeah, I re- like, I, I just felt like I was always nervous because I never knew like what was, what was gonna happen, like what was behind every corner and every door and. 
Yeah, and it's like, at one point in the movie, you're like, will they actually let them go? Are they making things worse? Or are these yes. people ever going to let yeah. them go? And... Like, part of me was like, just sit there quietly. Right. Like, let them figure it out. They're going to let you leave, you idiots. You're making it worse. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when something happens, I'm like... I, I thought I was like, they're all going to die. Like, they won't make it out of here. There's no yeah. fucking way. Like, Well, because that one guy's like, oh, let's just bum rush him. It's just yeah. one guy, and you're like, stop. Yeah, like, you're, you're, you're yeah. ramping it up for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I, so uh, it's on Netflix. I can't recommend it enough. Um, it's one that I want to watch. I watched it, what, last week? And I'd, I'd like to watch it again. It was yeah. that good. It's funny because, like, I rewatched it after you told me you liked it. And I'm yeah. like, I, I want to watch that again. Like, yeah. I hadn't seen it since the theater. And I'm like, that's it's, it's still really good. I yeah. love it. And I watched another one on Hulu that you had mentioned called P2. Um, well, which... I just watched that recently, too, so I don't oh, don't yeah. give me credit for that one. Well, <laughs> I, I, I liked it. It was basically a Christmas horror movie, which, you know, there's a lot of those and a lot of good ones, in my opinion. And um, a woman who's a workaholic gets stuck at her office super late on Christmas Eve. Um, she goes to leave, and her car won't start. And uh, she ends up basically being terrorized in this parking garage by a security guard and uh, i won't say much more about it but i really liked it i thought it was a good story i thought it you know had the paces were good um i i, I liked it a lot it was definitely i think it was one of the better christmas horror movies i've seen in a while for it's sure. hard to give synopsis for some of these movies because like it, you we can say so much and we're like i won't say anymore because we don't want to spoil yeah and especially like them. like I would love RJ to see Green Room, and so like I don't want to say too much. Oh yeah. And like it sounds I, like something I would watch. It's very good. And P two, like I, I think you might enjoy P two. So it's like if it's something that I, like I'll talk about like Chud here in a minute that I didn't like at all. And so like I'll spoil the fucking movie because I don't care and it's old. But these yeah. two, like I, I don't want to say too much because they're newer and like, right. I and that's why them. I didn't want to say much about Trick because I want you to watch yeah. it. And I'm like, uh, yeah, don't spoil for sure. it. Um, look, I just mentioned it's called Chud. It's uh. Stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground uh, dwellers, and basically it was a movie from the 80s about this toxic waste was put under New York City in the sewers by the government, and there were homeless people living down there for some reason, and they get turned into like cannibals. Which, man, I wanted to like this movie, and I could not get into it at all. I was so bored. It was like the longest hour and a half movie that felt like three hours of my life. Like. So it's got the dad from Home Alone in it, and it's got Marv, the curly-haired robber. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, like, oh, I, you know, I'll enjoy this. And man, I just, I, I couldn't, I don't even think it was a bad story, per se. I just could not get into it. The way it was written, like, I just did not like it one bit. Um, I don't know. I just was not, I had high hopes for it, and I just, I didn't enjoy it. I think the, the creature design was kind of stupid, like, I don't know. It just it was not one I would recommend or watch again for sure. So, one that um, I watched recently, I actually finished watching it the other night, was the new series on Dra- on um, Netflix called Dracula. Um, it's they really come at it from a different angle. So originally it starts off in Budapest, you know, in the early 1900s. I think is when the storyline starts. But um, he actually, they actually bring him into the future. I won't spoil it and say how, but half of it is in, like, old Europe, and the other half is in the 21st century. Hmm. Um, I don't know, it's, it, it's interesting. There's a lot of unique things that they do. Like, they stick to the original storyline, so Dracula can come in as a mist, he can come as a bat. And, like, when he transforms into the wolf, when he actually transforms out of the wolf, as opposed to him turning into the wolf, he almost, like, 
crawls out of the actual wolf. Like, he'll rip open the outside of the wolf and actually crawl out of it. Interesting. I mean, it, yeah, it's 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 really good. So, the, probably my favorite part about the whole thing is um, he's trying to break into the nunnery in Budapest. To eat the nuns? Um, He's trying to get to somebody inside okay. the nunnery. <clears throat> but the... And they do a lot of fun things with the characters. So, Van Helsing is a woman nun. Hmm. And she, the, the, like, she supposedly has lost her faith, and um, she knows all this, all these things about the vampire. So Dracula crawls out of the wolf, and he's standing there naked, and like, he, you know, they're all behind this wrought iron fence, and they all have wooden stakes, and there's like, probably like twenty nuns behind this, behind Van Helsing, and he's like, why won't any of your uh, fellow nuns look at me? And she made some kind of a quip about him being naked and, like, you know, like, he implied that they were ashamed to look at him. And she was like, that's not why they're looking, not looking at you. Can you see his wiener? Yeah. Does it show his wiener in it? No, it doesn't. Ah, but, um. For the ladies. But, um, I don't know. It was really good. <laughs> He's laughing at the ladies. I, I, would, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. It's, I, I saw, I saw that it's, um, it was on the BBC, um, is where it aired. And I saw a really cool billboard they had somewhere and it was a bunch of stakes jammed yep. in. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. So it was a bunch of stakes jammed into the billboard. And during the day, it's like nothing. And then at night, when the lights hit it, it's Dracula's shadow, which looks really cool. So um, I, I've heard good things about it. So it's on my list to watch for sure. Um, I, I mean, I, I like the story of Dracula. And I feel like we haven't had a really good like iteration of that in a while. So I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot. We need to have our Dracula night. I'm watching season two of you, but you guys are already done with it, so we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I'm not finished. Yeah, we won't spoil that for you. Um, you just want to see Blackula, don't you? You racist. No, we've been <laughs> talking about having a Dracula knife for a long time. I know. Yeah, so what you what you bring Dracula? What were you gonna bring? I was gonna bring the 1930s. The remake one. Yeah, not bring Blackula. <laughs> not the one. Not the one. I that feel I like bought. that totally like. Just shows our taste, like all in one. Like, yeah, you bring the old that's why it's perfect. Like, you bring a modern, I bring perfect. fucking Blackula. Like, <laughs> I, I haven't even seen Blackula. That's you weren't going to bring the one that I originally saw, right? Which one? The Gary Oldman one? The one that has like Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves in it. That's the, the one I was going to bring. Uh, was that not the one you wanted? It's the, the DVD case has like a gray um, sleeve and has like a stone gargoyle. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. You've seen that? Yeah. Oh, well, that's it. the one I was talking about. Yeah. It's like it's the you know what? One. I'll just bring John Carpenter's Vampires. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for that. I love that movie. <laughs> and you have the Blu-ray of the Screen Factory, yeah. so do it. I love that movie. I mean, even though we've all seen that, eventually, like, it would be fun to just bring movies that we've all three seen and be like, fuck it, this is just mm-hmm. a fun watch, you know? Let's uh, get on to our movies. All right. Uh, other one I will mention real quick is uh, Nightbreed Ugh. I watched. Uh, that was a rewatch for me. Um, it was a Clyde Barker movie from 1990 about basically a bunch of like underground monsters and this dude wants to join them and it was good it was i liked it less this time i think than the original um but i mean it was a it was a cheesy 90s kind of horror so it is what it is but okay um all right so without further ado we will actually get into our movies this time so i was up first and i ended up making a switch for my choice so, initially, I was going to bring a movie called Goodnight Mommy, um, which made my end-of-the-decade list. Um, I ended up randomly finding an article, um, and it 
once I made my list, I just wanted to kind of look and see, like, hey, what were some of the best horror movies, you know, this past decade that I may have missed, because, you know, I'm always trying to find stuff I haven't seen, and there was actually a movie from this past year that we mentioned called Little Monsters, uh, and it was on Hulu, and so essentially, um, I wasn't sure about it, because it's a zombie movie, and I'm like, you know, I feel like I've seen enough zombie movies recently that I'm just kind of burned out, um, but I gave it a chance, and you know I liked it enough to show these guys. So uh, it was directed by Abe Forsyth, and um, I'm gonna really butcher her last name. It was Lapita Noyongo, I guess. Um, she was also in Us, mm-hmm. which we will talk about. Uh, Black Panther. Yep. Oh, what was she in Black Panther? His his girlfriend or his like love interest? Really? Yeah, she's like his love interest. She's I... like the spy. Huh, I don't remember her. Interesting. Okay. Um, but anyway, so we meet this guy named Dave who uh, is basically a giant loser, I guess. Um, <laughs> he gets into it with his longtime girlfriend. They're fighting constantly. He ends up you know, saying, fuck it, I'm going to leave. And he storms out. First 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, triumphantly to go, you know, because he's storming out and, and a big man and go live with his sister and his nephew. So... He is basically a delusional, we, we don't know how old he is, but he's, I'd say, late 20s, early 30s. Still thinks he's a rock star, but his band broke up, and he's actually playing like on the corner like a homeless person for change. Um, just doesn't have his shit together. Yeah. So, essentially, Dave has this brilliant plan to get his um, ex-girlfriend back. And he ends up walking in on her, banging somebody from her work. And just has a total breakdown. And he gets punished by his sister. Um, he has to take his nephew to school the next day. So he begrudgingly, you know, walks him to school or whatever. Well, then, you know, the doors open and the light shines down from heaven. And he sees the kindergarten teacher. And instantly, you know, kind of falls for her and wants to get to know her. So he ends up agreeing to chaperone uh, a field trip the next day that the kids are going to go on to this little local farm. And lo and behold, there is a U.S. government facility over in Australia where this movie takes place. And it's, you know, right down the street from the farm. And we don't really find out exactly what or why they're experimenting on zombies or turning people into zombies. But predictably, the zombies break out and, of course, make their way down to the farm to snack on some delicious farm animals and some of the people there for some putt-putt and some nature um and so it's up to dave and um miss caroline to kind of save the day so um so that's my synopsis uh this movie was hilarious uh i sat and watched this by myself and cracked up laughing like crazy it's definitely a horror comedy um i would kind of put it in the vein of Shaun of the dead i think in my opinion um i'd say the first 15 or 20 minutes i almost i sat back and was like is this really a horror movie? Like, I feel like it's like a, like a rom-com kind of, you know, like it really doesn't, you don't get the, you don't cause until the zombies actually start, I mean, it, it takes a good, what, 20, 25 minutes actually. Yeah. This, oh yeah. Maybe this is a horror movie. I, I think you could almost like forget that you're watching a horror movie and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit, there's a zombie kind of thing. <laughs> uh, that wasn't a negative for me. I mean, I, I love horror comedies and so I knew it would kick in eventually. Um, but right off the bat, they had so many scenes where I, I cracked up laughing. Like, um, 
Dave, the protagonist, has this brilliant idea to have his nephew dress up as Darth Vader, and he's going to go and propose to his ex-girlfriend on this with a he wrote will you marry me on a pizza box that he just ate and uh he has his nephew like he's getting on his nephew because he's like you know like you're out of character like you know talk like talk like darth vader and it, i thought his nephew was a brilliant character like he was absolutely hilarious little felix um and he like uses the force to open the door and the little kid sees his basically ant like fucking like riding this guy which is hilarious <laughs> and dave busts in like what the fuck like uh and you know dave's a terrible influence like he lets felix play like a zombie like shooty games as he calls it like he's just a terrible terrible influence on him um i think one of my favorite parts in the movie is when dave is walking felix to school and um this little fat kid makes fun of felix for what he's gonna bring to lunch because felix like, can't have gluten, he's allergic to dairy, like, all these kind of things, like, he's kind of frail, and, uh, when, when Dave, this little fat boy, walks over to, like, get something in his book bag, and Dave slams the door and bashes him in the head, like, uh, that part... I love kids! I, Bam! I cracked me up, like, the kid screams, like, that, that was amazing, um, it had so many funny parts, like, where I cracked up, like, I just felt like it was the perfect mix. Like, it was much more comedy than horror. I mean, the horror was kind of light. Like, the zombies were definitely a background of it. But um, it was awesome. Um, it, it has, a, of course, a stereotypical, like, kid show character played by Josh Gad. His name's uh, Teddy McGiggle. And he's, like, the biggest <laughs> fucking prick in the world. Um, and it's just... I don't know, it's awesome. They, you know, the kids and um, Teddy the Giggle end up getting trapped in this gift shop, and you know they're they're trying to keep the zombies at bay and keep the kids, you know, thinking it's a game so they don't freak out. Um, Teddy the Giggle breaks down and is a complete fucking prick and like hates kids and um, he's a sex addict. He's a sex addict as well and an alcoholic and. He's just, you know, a model of uh, positivity. So He only does that gig to, like, fuck all their moms. <laughs> <laughs> which he says is the only thing that keeps him from killing himself, which is <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but, man, I just, I really, really loved this movie. Like, it, it was such a surprise hit for me. Like, you know, not only was it a hit from 2019, but I feel like it wouldn't have made my all-decade list, but I, I would have had a, a hard time not putting it on the honorable mentions, I feel like, just because it... I just enjoyed it so much. Like, it was just a fun, fun movie. And I feel like this is the kind of movie where you can... You could show this to non-horror fans because, like I said, the horror is so light in it. It's got so much comedy and it's got so much heart. Like, I feel like I really liked Felix and I feel like I really, like, you know, pulled for him. Like, the part when he is trying to save that baby goat and he's using the force on the gate and the zombie closes the gate and he's like, (laughs) I did it! Kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I just thought... It was it was hilarious and all the singing and stuff like I don't know it's it's one that I would recommend to I I've recommended it to multiple people like I would show it to a lot of people like it's just a very very fun time so what do you guys think RJ thought it was funny um, it was definitely entertaining uh, I I think the first half is probably funnier than the the second half but definitely got some characters that you can hate on. He's definitely got some characters you can root for. Um, overall, though, I would say it was pretty entertaining. Yeah. TJ? Yeah, I, th- I agree with Brant on this one. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Um, 
the the one guy, what was his name? The the guy that does the children's program. Oh, Teddy McGiggle. <laughs> yeah. That guy was like one of my favorite parts. Cause, yeah. like, I actually, I saw him Brent, like I usually don't like Josh Gad in movies. Like I think he's kind of like not funny, but he was like cracking me up in this movie. Like <laughs> I love it when there's like things that are supposed to be for kids and then they're like really like inappropriate and cuss like all the time and shit. he just keeps like saying <laughs> that's fuck probably and... my honestly favorite part of the movie though <laughs> and he is calls like... like the one girl a cunt or no, he calls <laughs> somebody a cunt and like he's just like he's just so inappropriate and like he has this whole plan at the end to like save the day he's like all right we're gonna go get my van because there's like an entrance to the top of the van and we're all gonna jump in and then we'll leave or whatever so they go out and get this van and like you think he's like redeemable and then like the the main guy's like open up the door let me in and he just like looks him up the window and he just like puts up his middle finger and he's just like oh of course he would like he's still a fucking asshole like, but yeah. he ends up paying each time like when he originally he gets in the uh, the gift shop the gift shop and he locks all the doors and the teacher comes with this horde of kids behind her and is trying to get you know begging him to let her in and he's saying no 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 and then eventually the roles get reversed, and somehow he gets outside. He's trying to do the same thing, you know. And you think he would learn his lesson, but no. We get he's back to the truck. Yeah. Did you notice that he kept calling Dave like fat fuck or chubby? Like he kept calling him, <laughs> saying Dave was fat. And he's the when fat he's one. twice the size. I know. Yeah, yeah I think he was like self-loathing. Um, I'll tell you what. The scene where he got spoiler his face ripped off was fucking awesome yeah like, i know like when they showed the, the effects that they did on his face yeah. with like his mouth that was cool the practical effects in this movie were amazing i think it was all practical the the effects were awesome i mean well, i think it was very very well done yeah they're good either way i don't know whether whatever they were i don't care yeah it, it was very very well done um i mean the only thing i will say is i do wish there was a little bit more of the zombies and more eating people like i mean we saw some of it but i just if I had to nitpick and and if I had to make a complaint that I just wish it was there was more more death and more murder in it, um, yeah. but I wouldn't want any of the kids to die because I liked all the kids and that's the thing is I feel like yeah but some kids did die because like if you look at the zombies there was like some zombie yeah kids. They I just guess didn't show it the kindergartners that we were there with um, I liked all the kids I feel like the little fat kid that wanted to play putt putt constantly <laughs> he's like <laughs> why putt putt like I like it when she said no and he just like had a meltdown he was like <laughs> she's like what's going on <laughs> yeah but I, I liked all the little kids like um it was like it had heartfelt moments too yeah like, it was like fu- it was funny but it, it's kind of like trained to busan how it had like heartfelt moments but this one had some moments like that too yeah now i'll never forget one two three eyes on me so next time rj's asleep during movie night i'll be like one two three eyes on me and he won't hear me because he's asleep but i can i can at least give a shot but <laughs> but yeah um anything else more you guys want to say about it I, I just really liked it. And it I definitely it was, was not what I expected. It's funny, hard and some heartfelt moments. Like, yeah. I don't know. I liked it a lot. Yep. Uh, like I said, I I loved it. It was it was just fun. It was funny. Um, I love a good horror comedy. And, uh, I mean, some people I feel like complained about how, like, at the end, the zombies were kind of, like, responding to her singing and stuff. Like, I don't know how you guys felt about that. I mean... It's a horror comedy, so I wasn't really, like, analyzing that, I guess. Well, I guess, like, you know, just to play devil's advocate, like, there are different iterations of zombies. Some are fast, some are slow, Mm -hmm. some are stupid, some are smart. Like, I mean, Bub in Day of the Dead, like, responds to stuff, like, knows what's going on. So, like, okay, it was cheesy, but I feel like you can make the case, like, it's kind of in the same vein. We're like, they're still kind of scenting a little bit, you know what I mean? 
I think I would personally just be more critical if it was, like, a serious zombie movie. Yeah. Like, a horror comedy, I almost feel like anything goes, because, like, they're trying to make us laugh more than anything. Yeah, and same with, like, I mean, Shaun of the Dead, like, we won't spoil too much, because that's one we want him to see, but yeah. there are plenty of parts in there where it's like, come the fuck on, you know? Like, <laughs> right. like But it's just fun, like, it's just... <laughs> like Ed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking Ed. But <laughs> this is just a good time, like, I, I can't, I can't recommend this enough, um, it was a freaking blast for me, uh... I had I did have a couple little like tidbits of things, um, so they sing Taylor Swift's 2014 hit "Shake It Off" a ton in this movie. Um, a ton is an understatement. Miss Caroline, that's like her thing. Like she plays a little ukulele, I think, and there's like a little little guitar. That's how she like entertains the kids a lot, and that's the kids' favorite song. So they sing that a bunch. And uh, the funny thing is, is that initially. I feel like Shake It Off plays a big part in the movie. Like, it just gives a little bit of heart, like, you know, yeah. when the, the kids play it or whatever. And so, um, they, they couldn't get the rights for it. So, um, the director actually worked for months to try and get the rights with Taylor Swift's camp. Um, they had no luck because they quoted a fee that was, like, insane, you know, for their, like, it was an indie movie, so it was insane for their budget. Um, but... Wait. Did she finally say yes because she heard that the title was Little Monster and she was like, I can relate. No. Uh, no. Um, actually, um, nice swipe. Yeah, the actress that played Miss Caroline, um, she actually sent her, she's a Taylor Swift fan, and actually sent her um, an email and basically said, like, you know, they, they couldn't make the movie without it. Like, she sent her part of the script, you know, essentially, and um, Taylor read it and they said they had the rights to the song within a matter of days. So. I that was kind of cool because it's not enough to make me like her. But... <laughs> you don't have to like her, but I, you know, I just thought it was like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess it was cool for me that initially, of course, you know, she's going to try and make money off it. But then like once, you know, she's, you know, either saw part of the script or got an email from, you know, Miss Caroline, she had a change of heart. And so I think it helps the movie out for sure. Um, and kind of same thing with um, little Felix plays like is very clearly Darth Vader and calls himself like Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, and so I guess the director was a little bit nervous about getting that through, but I guess they said, you know, like he hit like the director's son actually suffers from like multiple life threatening food allergies like Felix does. And they're big star Wars fans. And so he said, you know, basically like, we're not going to get the rights if we ask Disney, but like, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway. So they actually took insurance out on the film just in case they got sued. Um, but it actually worked out because so Disney is actually the majority owner of Hulu now, where the film was, you know, filmed with. So um, they never got sued for it. So nice. I was I was kind of surprised. That was one thing I, I wondered even more about the Taylor Swift song was like, how are they going to get away with using Darth Vader? And you know, that worked out pretty well. Yeah. So um, so yeah. Uh, Amy, is there anything else you guys want to say about it? No. Okay. Um, again, it's on Hulu, so uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. I'd highly recommend it. It was very, very good. So um, we will go ahead and rate it now. RJ? Well, you got to start with me. Um, Put you on the spot, man. A lot of dead air. Just give it your gut feeling. Uh, I'd give the rating for me a 3.5. Okay. TJ? I'm giving it a 4. Okay. It is a 4 for me as well. So, three thumbs up from us. Recommended. So, Little Monsters, go check it out.
All right, RJ, you were next. So I picked another movie that's also on Hulu. Um, my movie came out in 2012, and it's called The Possession. Uh, the thing that I liked about this was this was actually based on a real um, life event and a real religious um, story. So basically, it's it, it does draw from The Exorcist a little bit, but basically... It's centered around a um, something called a dibbic box, which is basically what the um, the Jewish community believed, or maybe it was the Hasidic sector. But basically, they believed that they could trap a demon in a in a box. And I mean, apparently, there was an actual box that it was based off of. And they were interviewing the um, the owner or the guy that directed it. And he said, and this is a quote, he said, In the research I did, I started getting creeped out. My girlfriend was like, let's just make sure that we don't actually go near the real Dybbuk box. And uh, he said, we don't even want to see it, just send us a picture of it. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't even, they didn't even want to get near the main thing. But he was Jewish, and he said, you know, you don't hear about Dybbuk's when you go to synagogue. He said, uh, we were, he was brought up a conservative, and, you know, it's it's like the 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 folklore of the like it's uh, it's not something that they want to talk about something that they avoid talking about but essentially it, the movie starts out with um this older woman is looking at the dybbuk box on her um mantle and it's it's kind of speaking to her and she goes to try to destroy it and it basically just um tears her apart and basically throws her across the room and almost essentially cripples her but they end up selling everything out of the house because she has to get putting, put into some kind of a nursing home. And a father and two kids come across the Dybbuk box, and the daughter really likes it, so the dad buys it for her. And the box is made so that there's a secret latch to where you, you, know, you have to find, it's almost like a puzzle, you have to figure out how to open it because they don't want you to open it. Um, so they, the little girl ends up figuring out how to open it, and, uh, there's all these different, um, there's, like, rings inside of it, there's dead bugs inside of it, there's a tooth inside of it, and basically it's all the possessions that the original family put into it, because I guess how it's supposed to work is you put something that means something to you in the box to help amplify its power to get the demon out of the loved one so there was some tooth in there like <laughs> i was like i this tooth means the world to me i'm gonna put this tooth in there no but it could have been something that he just i don't know yeah but um that was the reasoning behind it but essentially the dybbuk possesses the youngest girl and it, it's kind of a sad story because the family has just recently divorced so the dad is has just bought a new house he's trying to get you know um get his kids involved in his life again, everything else. And this all happens right as the Dybbuk starts to possess the little girl. So there's a scene where they're arguing in the hallway and the Dybbuk actually slaps the girl a couple different times. And the older sister is watching it and from her perspective it looks like the dad is, you know, hitting her younger sister. So the, the, the police get called, Children's Services gets involved, and, you know, the mom gets awarded temporary full custody. And eventually, you know, she comes downstairs and finds her daughter just devouring everything in the fridge, raw eggs, raw meat, and there's like a huge mess. And the daughter, I wouldn't say attacks the mom, but roughs her up enough to, 
you know, scares her. And the dad goes to the, it's in um, upstate New York, and he travels to New York City to a uh, Jewish community to figure out what he's dealing with. And um, nobody wants to help him. They give him the information to, for him to know what he needs to do. But there's only one rabbi that offers his help and comes back with him. And essentially, they come back. The daughter is in the hospital. And they do a full-on exorcism in the basement of the hospital. And essentially, um, put the Dybbuk back in the box. So there's the, the plot line of it. But when I originally watched it i i thought it was kind of eerie it's um it's definitely a story that you can see and it, it tells you right from the beginning that is based on a true story but um I, I i thought it was eerie there's several things that i really liked about it so there's a part in the movie where they're giving the daughter an mri <clears throat> and the electronics start to fail and um they actually show like her chest and you can see the divic like moving inside of her and like you know almost kind of like, like smiling and then screaming at the end. But um, that was probably one of my more favorite parts of the movie. But uh, what, what did you guys think? Well, I don't know why I'm here. You always talk about the parts I want. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I thought it was a pretty cool movie, and, like, I was going to mention that specific scene with the X-ray because that was one of my favorite parts. Um, but I Well, great rehash. minds think alike. I don't want to rehash it. <laughs> Dumb minds um, think alike. Uh, I was going to spend a little bit of time talking about that. Um, also, I like I just like the parts where you could see the hands in the throat, like when she was in the bathroom, and you can see she was like opening, she was looking at her down her throat with that light, and you could see the finger. You remember that? Mm -hmm. That was that was really cool. I liked I liked those effects. It was also cool when um when the hand was coming out of the dad, who was played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who uh, that, that's a big plus for me because I like that actor. He's freaking awesome he's kind of fat in this too i was surprised about yeah but that. i don't know i just i've always liked him like he was the yeah. dad in supernatural like yeah. he was in the Watchmen. um he was in walking dead when i still watched it like he's just he's a good actor but yeah. that part when the hand actually comes out of his mouth mm -hmm. and like it, that was really cool looking so yeah i just i like the i like the plot line with the the box and stuff and i thought it had some really cool effects and scenes and stuff so i enjoyed it uh, yeah, this was actually a rewatch for me. Um, I couldn't remember if I'd seen it. I, I knew I had seen a trailer for it, and I couldn't remember if that was it or if I watched it. And we got up about 30 minutes into it, and I had realized that I did, in fact, see it before. And it was okay. Um, I mean, there were parts I liked. I mean, I, I did enjoy Jeff, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. His performance was good. Um, I thought the little girl actor actress was really good. Like, the scene when she's standing she's sitting on that tire swing and like then she stands up and is looking at the stepdad like she was freaky as hell like yeah. i feel like if they leaned more into that like that was good like she played a, like a really good possessed little girl i was surprised like i don't know i haven't seen her anything else i can recall but yeah, me she was very very good um i mean other than that i feel like it was kind of formulaic with i like the story i just feel like some of the jumps and some of the scares i feel like were kind of formulaic um but I mean, it it was decent. It had parts that I that I enjoyed, but um, I feel like it was like there was just a lot of stuff that I feel like like some of the some of the effects and just some of the things. I feel like some of the editing was goofy. Like I feel like they jumped around a little bit with some of the scenes, um, but I don't know. See, the beginning of it. That's why I was worried about it being formulaic. But I thought that the second half got different. Like I haven't really seen the second half of the movie was pretty 
Like, I haven't seen much like that before, but... I did like the nihilistic ending, um, and essentially, you know, we're going to spoil it, and, um, you know, good wins, and they get the, the Dybbuk out of the little girl and back in the box, and um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is talking to the rabbi and, you know, asking him, like, you know, what are you going to do with it? And he's like, oh, you know, I'll talk to my dad, and we'll find a good place for it. And driving away in Jeffrey D. Morgan's car, and he gets fucking T-boned by a semi, and we don't know what happens to him, but the box escapes, and you hear voices in it. And uh, so I, that was, I thought that was a pretty cool ending that, you know, like, you really can't stop this thing. You can just hope to contain it. So, um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have for it. So anything else anybody wants to say? I'm good. Okay. Want to rate it? Want to start on your side? Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5. One second, I'll record that. I'm doing a 3.5. Okay. RJ? I'll do a 4. 4. Okay. But what is? we so. Recommended by two out of three of us. And that is on Hulu as well if you want to check it out. The Possession. Alright, we'll try to get it wrapped up here because the battery's going to die. Oh, shit. So if you, uh, if you just randomly hear us like disappear... We yeah, may have been kidnapped. Have we may have been sucked into a black hole. If we hole, didn't we die, yeah. yeah. Just, just wait for a couple weeks. If you hear us in a couple weeks, we're good. If not, <laughs> worry about us, you know. Yeah. All right, so I picked um, Ready or Not from 2019. Just came out this year. Um, so it's pretty new. Well, yeah, sorry, you last year. Bitch, last year. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty new. So, like, um, just a spoiler warning. We are going to spoil it. So if you are sensitive about that, I would turn it off and come back and listen to us after. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially just a quick synopsis of this one. Um, this is about, there's a family who is like a, uh, they own a game company that makes board games and they're really rich. And the lead girl in the movie is marrying into the family. She's marrying their youngest son. Um, and the family has a tradition. Every time a new member of the family comes in, they have to play a game on the wedding night and, it all starts back with this old legend with uh, the uh, the patriarch of the family's, like, great-great-grandfather who started the company. Like, he had met a guy... Crap, what did we? What was his name again? It was... Teddy McGiggle? Uh, LaBelle. And this guy was like... Teddy... Um, <laughs> sorry. Teddy who, can you... <laughs> essentially like they have to they have to perform this uh this ritual Ceremony. every time to appease this guy who's no longer there because they believe that uh his his like spirit lives on and if they don't do this ritual every time a new member is inducted into the family um by dawn they will all die um, and there's like there's a lot of stories they've heard of other families that happening too, so they really believe they really believe that this is a thing. And uh, but the thing is, is like it, they they have this box from LaBelle that they put a blank card in, and then it spits out the card with the title of a game on it. He essentially picks the game they play. Um, any game is is good unless it's hide and seek. If it's hide and seek, then the family has to um, essentially hunt the the spouse and bring them back to perform a ritual to basically sacrifice them to LaBelle, who throughout the movie it's heavily uh, implied that he is the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, that's the gist of the movie. Um, 
I'm not personally going to go on to spoil the ending, but if you guys do when you talk about it, it happens. I already warned them. Yeah. Um, so I will let you guys, like, tell me your thoughts, but when you're done, before we read it, I had some stuff I wanted to share, like, fun facts and stuff. RJ, you want to kick well, it off? Well, do you want to just go ahead and do the... No, I'll, I'll let you guys talk first, yeah. and then I'll share these. You talk about it, and then I'll, I'll chime in. Ah. Uh... It started to remind me of... So I, I watched Knives Out um, hmm. a couple months ago. It started to remind me of that, but it's... I don't know. It just... It, it takes a really weird twist when... Okay, she, the, the new bride goes and runs and hides, and they start pulling out all these weapons to actually go and hunt her down. Um, I don't know. I guess I couldn't really get into the plot line very much. Um couple of the act the actors and actresses were really good but i don't know i guess i don't know right okay um i loved it um i mean i think the the plot was good for me or i liked the fact that you know you, you we basically have this like they don't necessarily say she's like dirt poor or anything but they basically hint that she's she doesn't come from money she was, grew up in foster care or whatever and you know, she's marrying into this, like, rich, wealthy family, and, you know, like, the anxiety that comes with that, and uh, she thinks it's, like, a little ridiculous, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, we have to play these, these game at midnight, you know, it's tradition or whatever, and so she's just joking about it or whatever, and, um, you know, I kind of, like, wonder, like, you know, what would happen, like, before they played the game, I wondered, like, is it like this every time, or is it chance, and so, like, one guy said they played, like, what like backgammon or some stupid like they play like random yeah, actual like fish. chess like, it was old man old man yeah. yeah he's like so, what the fuck is old man yeah so like they, you know there could be a chance of random games or whatever and um and I, I knew the plot going in so rj didn't have the benefit of seeing the trailer i knew what the movie was about so i knew what to expect but um i thought it was a fun game of cat and mouse and i love that uh the one sister just kept killing the whole staff by accident because she was too like coked up to like pay attention to anything. She just shot anything that moved. Um, Samara Weaving uh, plays the main actress. She's awesome. She's great in the Babysitter. If you've seen that, um, I wasn't sure if they were gonna have like. I kind of figured she'd transform at some point and be like a badass. And it didn't go fully that way, but I did enjoy like when she got that big elephant gun. I was kind of bummed that it, they were like prop ammo. Like I really wanted her to blast somebody away with that mm -hmm. thing. But she was a badass, and once she realized, you know, like, hey, this isn't a game, you know, I need to take this seriously, like, she kind of kicks some ass. Like, when she punched that little kid, yeah. she was hilarious. Like, she, I feel like Fuck she... you, Justin. Yeah, like, she, I feel <laughs> like she broke the tension. Like, I think she, I don't, I think she was good for that. Like, it was tense because you never knew, like, if any family member was around the corner ready to kill her. And I feel like she broke the tension with, like, just her humor and stuff. Yeah. She got her ass beat, too. I mean, like, yeah. between the gunshots, the... The nail on her hand and like no, that. that was a gunshot through the hand. I know, yeah. but then she put oh, yeah, it yeah. in the reopen. You know, yeah. whatever. She couldn't get but... lucky enough to just put the hole through the nail. That, she like... I love that part when she's she finally gets a car and she pushes like the OnStar <laughs> uh, button and she's talking to the guy and she's like call nine one one and she keeps trying to just get him to call the cops and he goes oh I see this car has been reported stolen I'm gonna have to shut it down she's like are you fucking kidding me I'm being chased by murderers and he's like sorry man don't cuss at me this is what I have to do and she's like fuck you Justin yeah. <laughs> is there anything else I can do with she's go. like go you fuck yourself Justin yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that was funny um, well, when she did that initially I, I, my first thought was like okay like 
it's going to go directly to the house and the family member is going to, you know, answer and be like, mm-hmm. you know, we're coming to get you kind of thing. So I didn't expect that. That was, ver- that was funny. Um, so what'd you think of the end? Did you think that like they were, did you think they were just like all like stupid and crazy and they thought it was going to happen and nothing would happen? Or did you like expect them to, I, I didn't personally didn't expect them to all self combust like that. Like I thought that like, you know what I mean? Like I thought they were all just going to be crazy and at the end they'd be like, Oh, you were, you just basically killed all these people for no reason. And I saw signs back and forth of both. That was my theory. It was like, I thought it would have been hilarious had they just like the sun came up and they're like, Oh fuck! What do we do now? Like almost like uh, like the purge, like the yeah. people the next day, like, hey, where's Steve in my office? Oh, I killed him in the purge last night. Like you have to live the day after. But I really like like so we find out that they don't end up killing her in time, and turns out the devil is real, and they all explode like fucking big pimples. I love that part. I did like, too. At first, I I thought it was gonna be the other way, and I'm like, you know, that would have been a satisfying ending. But when they all just start exploding, I kind of like <laughs> laughed in the theater. I'm like. <laughs> shit like yeah. i didn't expect that to happen so i thought that was i cool. would say my favorite part of the movie is in the end when the patriarch or whatever kind of like comes out of the fireplace and like the devil yeah oh yeah when he sits in the chair i i didn't catch it all the way because it was quick but i feel like he kind of nodded he does it. yeah he? Okay. like he like nods like he's it's like he's like approving like okay that's what i thought it was so quick that i caught him and i thought he nodded but he was gone um, I loved when they exploded. I love that the two little kids and the mom, like, you, they run in the hallway and you, yeah, know, you pop, just see, pop, pop. you see three pops. Yeah, um, cause you know, those little kids are little pricks and they were involved in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought she was funny. I will say this, I kind of did see the, the turn coming of her husband. Like, I felt like he was going to yeah. turn on her. Like, I, I thought he'd either be killed trying to help her or he would turn on her. Yeah, because if they if if he was just like a, a solid good guy up until the end, like that wouldn't be f- would be boring. Yeah, and like the way that they all die, he would have died no matter what. So like it wouldn't have been like as you know, it wouldn't have been as satisfying. It would have been sad. Like oh wait, they just killed that guy. For- well, and I think I, I like the way his they did brother his turn. was the actual good guy. Like, he was, and I like the way they did his turn because the combination of his brother's death, his mom being bludgeoned to death by that box, and the fact that he asked. Um, Samara weaving like are you still gonna be with me after this and she she didn't say no but she he knew like fuck yeah no. he's like yeah she's not. so that's why he was like well i have nothing left but my family like fuck it let's get her kind of thing right. so i love that he groveled at the end like please you know i'm a good guy and and she what she like what she she's hit him with something do you remember what she hit him with she like let's see spit something at him or she like she hit him with something and he popped and exploded i don't remember what it was but i thought she just flipped him off no i think she I she she threw something at him something like light and yeah. it hit him and he exploded. But no, I liked the him. wedding ring. The wedding ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, I want a divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that was perfect. Like, it just, the humor was on point with this. Like, it was fun. You know, one thing, going into this movie when I first saw it, one thing I was worried about, and I was I was so happy that I didn't find any, was I thought there would for sure be plot holes. But I feel like they did a good job of covering everything yeah. they could have had a plot hole for. Like, they explained, like, um why they do it like why certain people have to play like yeah. certain games like he's even like oh you know uh so, or, or they actually explain to you why some people in the past have like tried to run off yeah and they still end up dead yeah and stuff like that so it was kind of cool how they like covered their tracks and stuff yeah. but just really quick i'll read some of these like fun sure. facts and stuff like <clears throat> something if you are familiar with samara weaving's other movies like she did one called the babysitter which is excellent in my and yeah me and brent have both seen that and I don't know, you may bring it sometime. Yeah. But it's an interesting fact. It says, uh, in this movie, she plays someone running from devil worshippers who wish to sacrifice her. 
And then it's like the reverse in The Babysitter where she plays a devil worshiper hunting other people to sacrifice. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, another thing I found was <clears throat> it talked about how it says it was heavily implied that Grace is rejected by Mr. LaBelle for two reasons. One, because her motive for marrying Alex was indeed love and not just money. Grace's soul would be more difficult to attain. It's also mentioned that both Charity and Fitch had no issue selling their souls in exchange for material, whereas Grace longed for a family. And then it also says, too, Helene, Aunt Helene, um, draws comparison between herself and Alex, both resisting their destiny by trying to leave the family only for Mr. LaBelle to reject their spouses, forcing them to stay. Mr. LaBelle may have sensed that Grace's innocence and purity would lure Alex away from continuing the tradition and disown the family. Hmm. Another cool thing was it says six of the methods of murder um, in the movie were also in the board game Clue. Um, the pepper box revolver that the sister uses at the beginning. Okay. Um, Anderson. Uh, and then Grace strangles the butler. Um, like the rope in Clue. Yeah. Um, the ceremonial wine is poisoned. Aunt Helene decapitates a maid with an axe. A dagger is used for the sacrificial ceremony, and Grace hits Tony in the face with a lantern like a candlestick. I was going to say, waiting for the, the candlestick in the library yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> um, the names Ladomus and LaBelle are anagrams of Asmodel and Belial of the Arsgothier, respectively. I don't know what that means, but I think I was looking earlier, and it has something to do with like another form of the devil and okay. um, a demon. I've heard um, of Belial before. Uh, uh, me and Brant were talking off air about if if we both agreed that LaBelle was basically implied to be the devil. But I also wanted to point out, like, if you look at that picture, it yeah. is the devil on there. So, like, I think it is basically. Like, yeah, I, I think he's the devil for sure. Which I mean, which makes sense because you know when they tell the story, like, you know, he's this like the great great grandfather is on a boat with him, and he you know randomly comes up and like, hey, if you can solve this box, I'll finance you know any any kind of adventure you want, mm -hmm. which is funny because the dad even makes a quip. He's like, why didn't he agree to some better terms with this? Like, why didn't he read the fine print? Like when he agreed for this. So, um, I thought it was good. Like I enjoyed the family getting their comeuppance. Like, and like you said, like it made sense that grace was pure and just wanted a, a family where like, she didn't care about the money. She genuinely didn't give a shit. And I feel like I, I'm sure they did this on purpose, but she was wearing these like beat up yellow, like high top Chuck converses in the movie. And I feel like, under her wedding dress. So I feel like that was like keeping her grounded, like in the sense of like, cause those are shoes that you feel like people like, you know, people aren't wearing Louboutins and wearing Chucks. Like they're mm. kind of like just casual, regular people shoes. So that was like her, I thought being grounded in reality, whereas the rest <clears throat> were like, you know, high class snooty or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, I will say that the the son-in-law Fitch was really funny. Yeah, he was another comic relief. You know, he's, he's sitting on the toilet trying to figure out how to use his crossbow. And he's watching funny. a YouTube video. Yeah, that was good. Or like at the end when he's like, Fitch, don't be a bitch. And he's like <laughs> smacking himself. like Psyching himself up. Um, and they've made multiple times when the mom and dad would say, you know we don't like you, right? Like they've told him like so many times and I'm like, come yeah. on. Um, and then uh, you said her name, but the one of the... Um, it was Adam Brody's wife. Charity. Yeah, Charity. Um, she was actually, she played a character in Pilgrim that we mentioned yeah. earlier. And she was, she plays a really good bad person. We'll say yeah. that. Because she she's a bitch you. in this movie too. Like, yeah. She's, she's the gold digging wife. And, yeah. and, and did you notice like when, when uh, at the very beginning, when they're like starting the game and she like goes in, she goes to see the other brother that just got married. And she's like, 
do you want some company? Oh, yeah. Dude, that little bitch was, like, gonna fucking hit on her husband's little brother because she knew that his wife was gonna die, and I'm like, what a bitch. Well, plus she kind of, you could tell, like, they kind of hated each other, her and Adam Brown. Yeah, yeah, right, so it's like she was, like, planning ahead, like, I'm gonna move on and get with this guy because then I can still be inherit the fortune kind of thing. So, yeah. All right. Um, Anything else? Anybody else want to say about it? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Um, (laughs) I will go ahead and rate it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. RJ? Three out of five. Okay. I'm doing 4.5 out of five. Okay. That was like on my top of the year too, so. Yeah. That was very, very good. So, Death by Stereo approved for sure. So, um, this one's not streaming anywhere. You'd have to go rent it or buy it, but don't be cheap. For now. I'm sure it'll be streaming eventually. So, go check it out for sure. So, all right. So yeah, um, that's it for was episode twenty one. Um, catch us later this month. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to be doing a spotlight on Get Out and Us. So uh, we're going to sit down, watch both those movies, and then um, kind of talk about it and tell you what we think. So um, you know, come back and check the episode out for that. Uh, TJ, you want to plug the social media as always? Sure. Um, on Twitter at Death by Stereo can add us um the email is death stereo podcast at gmail.com and then we have facebook it's death by stereo but Send not us getting emails. a lot of interaction on facebook so facebook. we haven't been as active on it so if, check out the twitter send us an email like us send us emails now <laughs> right now about anything we don't care you can even send us emails about stupid shit i don't care just send us fucking emails yeah we know a lot of people listen and you know yeah. Don't be scared. And I mean, if it's not, you know, if if it's not and your English isn't your native language, you know, it's cool. You can just send us a, you know, a voicemail, send us a voice question. We've had that before. Like, send us anything. Send us gibberish. We, we know you're care. there. We see the, like, the statistics on our, yeah. our app that we do to upload this. So yeah, We're stalking you. So. You might not realize that we know you're there, but we do, and <laughs> so, we're yeah. watching you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do it. Quit hiding. That's right. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening as always. We appreciate you. Um, Until next time, see ya. Yep. Bye, guys. See you next time.